Welcome to Squishy Lean, where you can gain confidence to start improving immediately. I'm Amanda. And I'm Dominic. And we've created a safe space to set you up for success, no matter what industry you are in or where you are in the world. There are no hard corners here, no stupid questions, and no wrong answers. Hi team, it's Dominic and Amanda, and we are back for a, let's call it a holiday episode. This can count for any holiday that's in November or December that you celebrate, or any holiday that you want to make up in between those two months that you'd like to celebrate. Um, We're going to be talking about Gantt charts today, and our experience with them, our opinions on them, and potentially how you could use them very soon. Amanda, how are you doing? Hi, fine. How are you? I uh, I have a bit of a cold that I'm getting over, so my voice doesn't quite sound quite as high as normal. <laughs> yeah. um, and if it goes in and out, I apologize. Um, but I'm doing good. How are you doing, Dom? I'm doing well. I'll be the the bubbly one for us today. We're <laughs> usually the person with more of the 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 bubbly tone in their voice, but okay. I can step it up. <clears throat> so I'm kind of bad cop today, and you're good cop. We'll both be the good cops, but yes, in some sense, yes, something like that. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, hopefully everybody's had a chance to to listen to our process improvement or our process mapping series, and hopefully they took some action there. This is a nice follow-on to that to think about, you know, once you've done some of your process maps and you're taking some of those actions, kind of what's next? How do you manage those tasks and those actions? And so I know you'd suggested the Gantt chart was something you had a lot of passion about. Yes. Before I start on why I'm passionate about it, what kind of feeling, what's your initial gut reaction when somebody says, we're going to make a Gantt chart or let me show you this Gantt chart? Are you excited to see them? What What does it feel like for you? You know, I'm always in for a good Gantt chart, especially when I'm doing anything around strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, I love to see some um, deliverables and some dates. One of the teams that I worked with once, uh, I I told them, hey, we need to put some dates on these these actions. And they said, can we do that? (laughs) We need to put some owners. And they said, can we do that? Like so directly. Um, And so when you're working with different cultures, you know, some people see this as a pretty aggressive document mm-hmm. um, because it does set some of those expectations really clearly. But on the other hand, that means that we're all on the same page and we know when to stop and start things. I'm passionate about Demaic. I will say if somebody brings me a Gantt chart at the beginning of a project, that I'm kind of soured on because to me that's pretty standard in terms of define will probably take a certain amount of time, yada, yada, yada. But mm-hmm. like, really, I want to see the Gantt chart for the improvements that we've identified. So to sense. me, like, yeah, if people start off their project and they're like, define is going to take two weeks, measure is going to take three days. Like, those are all nice things. You're not going to really be able to perfectly plan, analyze and improve <laughs> at the mm-hmm. beginning. So, you know, have maybe like a three month um, area there that you're working towards and a goal to get to improve. But, um, you know, really the Gantt chart's going to be amazing for actioning those improvements. Uh, that's where it's really going to be valuable. And I think that when we use it in those times when it's not as valuable is how we sour people 
on the Gantt chart and how we maybe don't give it the uh, the acknowledgement that it should have or the the priority that it should have. Very well it's said. To help us. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so tell me, tell me about your passion about this. Cause I know around the holidays, we'll get to why we're so passionate about this, maybe around the holidays. Correct. Um, or events that we have uh, at home. But um, separate from that, what, what is your passion around the Gantt chart? Why, why was this a tool you were excited to share? This was the, a Gantt chart was the very first thing that gave me an idea of when to start and who my teammates would be. It felt mm -hmm. very much like a play that was drawn up in a football game or a strategy that we had in a baseball game. I felt like the Gantt chart was the, the easiest thing for me to relate work to sports mm -hmm. in that sense, because mm -hmm. the Gantt chart, and you've hinted at this and how you uh, talked through the things that you liked about Gantt charts, but the Gantt chart lists the stakeholders, the major steps that need to happen, the milestones, like major events that need to happen in certain dates, and what I just basically said, time associated mm -hmm. with all of those things. So we have what needs to happen, the people that are involved, the roles that they maintain, and when certain things are going to get done. And it not only shows those in their own silos, kind of similar to a swim lane diagram, it shows this symphony of how everybody's going to be working together. And if things go according to plan, here are the steps that are going to happen first. Here are the steps that are going to happen second. Here are steps that depend on something else mm -hmm. happening the right way above that. So it's this very well laid out, if this, then that type mm -hmm. of discussion that is visual and at the same time functional. And I imagined whenever I first learned about this, that this would be something that we would constantly be going back to and updating. And in mm -hmm. certain situations in my career, that is what, ha what happens. But I'd say in the majority of situations in my career so far, it's really been something that's been shown at the beginning and it really doesn't have that much of a use uh, moving forward. But I still feel that it's really held a good position in my mind to outline the stakeholders and explain how teamwork should happen in order for you to accomplish something in a certain timeline. And where I feel like it relates to the people listening to this episode, you can always use it at work. But with these holidays coming up, I always think of the phrase, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. And you may be going to somebody else's house and maybe the football game isn't on or maybe you want to actually do something to help. It'd be great if there was something that showed here's where we need help and here's when you can jump in and when you need to get out because we're going to be taking the turkey out of the oven or the ham out of the oven and I need space. I need this place on the table cleared so that I can put it here. And I feel that we can talk today to come up with a simple way and uh, you can put me on the chopping block for coming up with an example mm -hmm. that we'll link to in the show notes to discuss basically ways that we could use a Gantt chart to outline a simpler interaction between family members when it comes to cooking around the holidays, because I think that is a general point of contention and you don't want to make anybody mad on the holidays. Everybody got dressed mm -hmm. up real nice. <laughs> you may not have seen these people for a couple the weeks, months. Situation. Yeah. Why, why make it any more stressed than it has to be? So, um, that's, that's my Ted talk essentially on why I like Gantt charts. I feel that they've just related very well to me 
and I just love whenever I see them work. And seeing them work, just to preface this, doesn't mean that it has to be right when it's set up. Seeing them work means that mm-hmm. it's it's able to be worked on as things are happening. Yeah, so. and there's quite a few kind of points in there that stick out to me in that conversation. One, it reminds me why you and I have connected because you're using words like love mm-hmm. <laughs> in reference to these tools, which is yeah. something I definitely do as well. But, you know, one of the things that really stuck out to me in that conversation and that I think that is a wonderful piece of our Lean Six Sigma tool set is making things visual Mm -hmm. and being able to communicate things quickly. And when you talked about early on taking on these Gantt charts or seeing these or putting these together with the team as a planning exercise, you know, I use these primarily as um, a tracking and action item, like a high level action item tracker, but then also, you know, there's that component around planning. Mm -hmm. And even if we don't perfectly execute what's on the Gantt chart, knowing those dependencies, those sequential steps, those simultaneous steps ahead of time allows us just to know that. Mm -hmm. The other thing it does is it's visual and it's an easy reminder for us not just with the team, but when we're telling other people about the work that we're doing, when we're going to our management team, then you have a visual aid, a one page visual aid that can really explain what's going on in the project. Mm -hmm. And you can use colors, you can use groupings and all of these things to make it more powerful. But, um, you know, that visual aid that speaking through pictures is so important to what we do And it's just kind of one of the things that I heard you saying without saying it, Mm -hmm. right, is that we had this tool to be able to communicate so easily. Um, The other thing that really stuck out to me um, was that planning, was using this as a planning tool. And it kind of got me thinking in terms of more of the technical side of the Gantt chart, not to get too into the weeds, but generally what we're gonna see is on the left side, we're gonna see those tasks and activities. And then we might have an owner or a date or some other columns that kind of have more details. But then the main the main section of the Gantt chart is going to be a calendar. It's gonna be columns of dates or times that indicate when an action is going to occur. And so in those dates and columns, one question I would have to you mm-hmm. is, do you have any rules of thumb or thoughts on how many columns we should have or how many tasks that we should have for a Gantt chart? Do you think that there's a too many issue I feel at that any time? Partially, partially, yes. There's, I think that there's a time where, and there, there are many like, tools that you can make a Gantt chart in digitally. So you mm-hmm. could always physically make this, but that'd be difficult to, to update. Um, you can make it in Microsoft Project, in Microsoft Excel. I'm sure there's uh, other like Power BI versions of it or, or something mm-hmm. like that. But um, I think that once you have to scroll to the left or to the right, yeah. whenever the dates get a little bit too long, that's whenever it's difficult to digest, unless you're the person that made down. it. Correct. Yeah. So if as long as this fits on one page without breaking out like a magnifying glass or having mm-hmm. to zoom in to read something, mm-hmm. I think that's where it really is able to bring the most effect, uh, the most results and the most yeah. impact. But along those same lines, if you have a lot of things that would make you scroll to the left or right, 
the the one thing that Amanda and I have both said this whole time, but we haven't really said it explicitly. You have to level load and find the common denominator on what unit of time you're going to use. So every one of those tasks has to be able to be said in days or weeks mm -hmm. or months. And whenever all of those are unified, that's what makes that horizontal bar chart digestible by the person that's seeing it. So mm -hmm. if things, if you're starting to measure things in days and you see that you have too many tasks and you have to scroll down to see more tasks and you have to scroll to the right to see how long those days go out, you might want to make it weeks. And if you do that, you can kind of shorten how that bar chart looks and then you don't have to scroll to the left or right. And maybe you can control the up and down a little bit more too. That'll make more yeah. sense as you look at the example that's in our uh, linked in the show notes. Yeah, and we'll drop that template in there too. It's a it's a PowerPoint template and it's a one pager. But um, I agree, you know, uh, drilling to me, like for Demaic projects, I would usually have each of those columns be weekly mm -hmm. uh, at, at the most. Um, just because, you know, if I'm doing a strategy document, it might be quarterly that I'm looking at some of these goals. But if we're doing something maybe like a Kaizen or like we're talking about things like Thanksgiving or Christmas or Hanukkah, mm -hmm. you know, whatever holiday that you might do, uh, looking at those, those might be times, those may, might be 30 minute increments or 15 Correct. minute increments. Um, and so it's, it's going to be important for you to decide with your team what what makes sense for you but going back to that visual aid you know making sure that it's not too busy so that it does accomplish the task you can always have an action item list that's detailed maybe in excel where you have 50 tasks going but this is that high level this is that roll up that you know some of those tasks might represent or actions could represent several different activities that you're doing correct and that cool. helps you it, the other thing that that helps with as well is it helps you pick the most important tasks that are needed to accomplish the goal. So if yes. I'm talking about actually preparing a meal uh, for a holiday, I really don't think folding napkins would make it onto my Gantt chart. If I'm talking okay. about cooking things, it would take hours. What so about like setting the table? Setting the table, yes, because you have you might have multiple. I don't – well – it, yeah, it might include the napkins. So yeah, you can, that's, I'm glad you said that it could either include the napkins or that's something that you pawn off to like the younger cousin that just came to the house that <laughs> that person could take 55 minutes mm -hmm. to fold the napkins. And it really isn't that big of a deal because everybody could grab a napkin on their own if they really had to, but mm -hmm. it's, it's not something that needs to be perfect. And that saves a slot on the, on the Gantt chart for you to put something that yeah. legitimately needs to be done because if it's not done, you can't actually sit down and begin to eat. So let's add one more element here um, before we kind of go into to digging into this for the holiday. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that we can do with charts like this is it, sometimes we look at these charts and we're like, uh, this is a computer activity, right? Mm -hmm. Like even a just a bar chart or even a line chart, sometimes we think like it's got to be an Excel. Mm -hmm. But in this template that we have um, or, you know, one that you make on your own, you can print a template of a Gantt chart and laminate it and use those whiteboard markers to fill it in and adjust it. Yep. So, you know, if you are doing this in the kitchen or you are going to try this at home or try it kind of in different activities, you know, it's a great way for you to be able to kind of try this out or have everybody that comes in see maybe where those slots are so that they can go ahead and fill theirs in. Mm -hmm. So um, just a, an idea there. 
if you do want to take this into your kitchen is uh, just go ahead and, and laminate it or print out a few copies. Yeah. Very good suggestion. Awesome. So if we think about a holiday dinner, mm -hmm. we use Thanksgiving now just because it's tomorrow at the yeah. time that we're recording it's this. It's today for me, but it's, it's tomorrow for you. Since I'm in New Zealand, it's today. And all I could get was chicken. No turkey. <laughs> Turkey's hard to get here. So uh, I have a whole chicken that I'm going to start roasting shortly. Yes. Um, yeah. So let, let's think about this for Thanksgiving. <clears throat> so I think that the, the, the major milestones would have to be the main dishes and the sides, like actually okay. cooking, actually cooking those main dishes and those sides. I would have tasks that would be preparing that individual dish cooking that individual individual dish and then placing it in its final position just so that I knew that that space could be clear. So mm. if we're having turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, stuffing, all of those would have like a prep cook place. Okay. Box on my Gantt chart in a sense. All right. And then, um, you know, I know we said, I can't remember what you said, but, once it's done cooking, but sometimes that means that we have to keep it warm mm -hmm. in some way, right? So it might be still taking up some of the space mm -hmm. that we have. Would you would you get specific enough to to call out because you can put resources on mm -hmm. a Gantt chart? Would you call resources burners and like slots in the oven mm. in a sense? Is that a little bit too technical? No, you know, I think you could do it two ways. So I like to have an owner. So somebody who's like the specific person that's going to manage mm -hmm. this task. That would be the thing that I maybe call out. But what you could use to show equipment usage mm -hmm. is you could use different colors or you could group Smart. things. That's so more like, visual. Yeah. So you could have like red as the oven and blue as the air fryer and uh green is the warmer yeah right so that you could kind of see see places where that might be getting full i like that for the stove top right that's the other thing that's going to be in demand is the stove top um the other thing that we maybe didn't mention are the dishes that people are bringing so Very people good. might be bringing dishes that aren't on our list and only require maybe like a lot of people bring the pie and you still have to cook the pie. Yes. Or something needs to be like just baked for a couple more minutes or. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or something just that, warmed up. Yeah. And it'd be really good to decide if those things need to happen in the beginning or at the end for everything mm -hmm. to be done and ready mm -hmm. at the same time. That's a very good. Yeah. One. And I think kind of as we're setting this up, and, and it's up to you, Dominic, if we want to keep going, but I think what would be great is I, I think Dominic had volunteered to put uh, together a sample yes. of uh, maybe his Thanksgiving dinner and how he's going to work this out to get everything done on time. Since mine's just chicken and potatoes, <laughs> <laughs> I won't do mine. It's a little too simple. Don't have a lot of competing demands there. Um, but I'd love to see yours, Dominic. And I think you're going to take a stab at this and you're going to add it to this episode. Yeah, I am. Yes. But awesome. I do have to, I do have to be honest, very sure. I'd say like 99.5% sure. Nobody's going to want to do this. Um, on my side of the family because I've oversaturated them with 
mm. how excited uh, I am about the lean tools and everything like yeah. that. And for the people that actually do know me that may be listening to this, they can definitely, I know they're nodding their heads right now. Like Dom talks about this all the time, but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to try. So I'm going to make this and actually try to bring it uh, nice. to all of nice. the, the places that I go tomorrow for Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. So you're going to wander a bit and, and yes. take it with you. And so you'll need to print out a few, a few copies mm -hmm. to, uh, to take with you and maybe fill in and see how that goes. And maybe that helps other people with their Hanukkah or their Christmas or whatever holidays, their New Year's, whatever yeah. holidays might be coming up um, as they start to plan that out. Yes. Uh, so that'd be great to be able to look at as a resource. And I'm already thinking about it here, kind of taking notes of what does that actually look like? Because, you know, one of the great things about these tools is we are like staying true to the intent of this mm -hmm. tool. We're using it to plan. We're using it to look for any of those conflicts or dependencies. But what we're also doing it is, is you're adapting it to your work. Right. And whether that's oh, yeah. at home or, or your work, you're adapting it to how that's going to fit best with your team. So, you know, one of the things maybe that we can find out when we chat again is what was the feedback from some of the people <laughs> that you took it to? That I maybe my dinner said, in the truck. They kicked <laughs> me out of the house. <laughs> yeah. So you've got to adapt it to them and see what works, because, you know, if, if other people aren't going to adopt it, then it may you lose some of the value of that Correct. tool. Right. Yeah, that's a good so, lesson, actually. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. I, I think sometimes in continuous improvement, we don't appreciate that adoption from other people. And, and uh, you know, we, we have these great solutions and answers, but some of the crappiest parts of it is trying to get other people to take on these solutions that we know are awesome. Um, so... Yes. I feel for you on that one. I think we've all been there at work and home to say like, no, I, I did this. I labeled it. This is the area it goes. Why isn't it here? Yeah. The success is in the effort. You're supposed <laughs> yeah. to stay resilient and continue to try just like I'm going to do. So check out the template. <laughs> it's linked in the show notes and we can either joke about it in the next episode <laughs> that we do or do a little round of applause because it actually worked. So we'll see. Yes. Yes. I'm excited to see how that goes and to find out uh, our successes, our learnings, right? We'll kind of have that kata attitude of experimentation and learning from, mm -hmm. from that and come back and, and hear more. And we want you guys to try it too. So please download it, try it out. Let us know how it goes. This is how we choose kind of what we want to chat about is based on the feedback that y'all, you know, we're talking to people in person, but comment, send us a message, let us know as well so that we can decide what's next and what's going to help you on your journey. Uh, love to see any examples as well. So awesome, Dominic. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amanda. So Dominic, uh, how do we kind of wrap this up? We should all go out and find the fun of being within a process. And let's just see if we can make things a little bit better. Mm -hmm.